start in verse 1. We'll pray, and then we'll jump in. God, we come to you. We thank you for your good words, and I pray that you just help me to do a good job to present them tonight, and I pray that as we read them, your Holy Spirit, just speak to us, and I just thank you that we can come here tonight with this Thanksgiving season upon us. God, I, I thank you for being good to us, and I just pray that you give us a good service. In Jesus' name I ask it. Amen. Psalm 67, the superscription says, For the choir director with stringed instruments, a psalm, a song. The author of this psalm is unknown. It is, uh, by, by some, it has been said that it's possibly a, a, a psalm of David, but we don't know for sure exactly who wrote this psalm. But verse 1 says, May God be gracious to us and bless us. Look on us with favor. Now that's a good, that's a good prayer for us. That's that probably is is our desire in life. May God be gracious to us and bless us and look on us with favor, because without God's grace, we are in bad shape. We are certainly not deserving of God's blessings, and we are not deserving of His favor. But our prayer is is that God will be gracious, that He will bless us, and that we will have His favor. And uh, indeed, I think in Thanksgiving with that right around the corner here for us it is good for us to realize that god has blessed us in many ways god has blessed us and blesses us even tonight we probably on our worst days probably have it better than 90 percent of the people in the world and we don't need to forget that and so the prayer of the psalmist here is may god be gracious to us and bless us and look on us with favor and indeed he has let us praise him for it so that, verse 2, what's the reason the psalmist gives? So that your way may be known on earth, your salvation among all nations. And so it's through God's grace and blessings to us that God's grace can be shown to the rest of the world. So when we experience God, God's grace, it says so that uh, your way may be known on the earth, your salvation among the nations. It is our job as Christians, as followers of God, that we are to take his grace, to take his blessings and his favor that we have received and let other people know about it. And, and so it's kind of like uh, when you have lots of different streams and they all run together into, into one river. Uh, when God pours out his blessings on us, they all run through us like lots of streams. We're making one big river that's the kingdom of God. And so uh, when God begins to work in our life, it should be evident. And so we praise God. We ask God for his grace, for his blessings so that through our receiving of them, others may be blessed as well. In verse 3, it says, Let the peoples praise you, God. Let all the peoples praise you. Let the nations rejoice and shout for joy. For you judge the peoples with fairness and lead the nations on earth. Selah. Now, this is a good good thing for us to remember. Let the people praise you, God. Well, that's what we need to do. We need to do it all the time, but maybe it's more on our mind tonight because Thanksgiving is upon us. There are a lot of things that we could praise God for, and that's what the psalmist says, let the peoples praise you. And then he says in verse 4, let the nations rejoice and shout for joy, for you judge the peoples with fairness. Now, that's a key, a key part of God's character that we do not want to miss, that God is fair. We can never go before God and say that God is unfair. Now, 
Your different translations may say different things there. Some of your translations uh, may say equity. That's a, that's a popular word in our culture today. But what equity means is, is, is treating people fair, not necessarily treating people equal. And that's important for us to discuss when we, when we think about those terms and we see how these, these terms are used and applied in Scripture, that God is a God of equity, that God is a God of fairness, but God does not treat everybody equal. There are some folks that are blessed and, 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 and life is good for them. There are other folks that life is hard for them. There are some folks that are very intelligent. There are other folks that are not very smart. There are some people that are very wealthy. There are some that are very poor. There are some who are very healthy. There are some who are very sick, yet God makes them all. And God is fair. But not everything God does is equal, but everything God does is fair. Now, Jesus talks about this parable in the New Testament where he goes out, he, he talks about this guy going out to hire people to work, and he goes out early in the morning, and he, he gathers some, some people up to work, and he says, hey, I'll give, you, I'll give you one denarius to come and work for the day, and they agree, I'll come work for one denarius. And then later in the day, the, the, the guy looking for workers goes back and finds some more workers, and then around lunch, he goes and finds some more workers, and mid-afternoon, he goes and finds some more workers, and at the end of the day, an hour before quitting time, he goes and finds some more workers. And when all is said and done, when the, it's time to quit and they begin to pay folks, he paid those who started last first and those who started first, he paid them last. And when it got time to pay those who had only worked an hour, they got a denarius. And those who had worked a quarter of the day, they got a denarius. And those who had worked half a day, they got a denarius. And those who had worked... The whole day, they had got a denarius, and they were upset. They said, hey, wait a minute. We, we thought we were going to get more because you gave them a denarius. They didn't work for an hour. We've been slaving in the heat all day. And Jesus said, look, the landowner, the, the guy who was hiring these workers, he was fair to them because he gave them what he told them they were going, he was going to give them. But he was also gracious to the others who only worked an hour. They received the same pay, not because the landowner was unfair, but because he was gracious. He was fair in all that he did. Not everybody was treated equally in that story, but everybody was treated fairly. Everybody got what they were supposed to get, and God is fair to us. He is also gracious to us. He gives us many things that we do not deserve. He takes care of us in many ways that, 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 that we are not deserving of. But even in the hard times, even when, when maybe it seems unfair to us, as it did those in that parable, God is not unfair. God is fair in everything that he does. He is a God of equity, and that's what we see throughout the scriptures, and we see the psalmist pointing that out here, that God judges the people with fairness. Verse 5, let the peoples praise you, God. Let all the peoples praise you. The earth has produced its harvest. God, our God, blesses us. God will bless us. And all the ends of the earth will fear him. So here we see another praise. What's the praise here? The earth has produced its harvest. God has blessed us. Now, we could say the same thing. Now, back in those days, it was important for people to go out and work their gardens and to raise their crops and to be able to get grain and all those things because if they did not have a harvest, they did not survive. Now, the same is true for us today, but not on the same level because 
we're probably not too worried about our gardens because we don't depend on them to survive. But we do go to the supermarket, and we do depend on there to be things on the shelf at the supermarket. And those gardens still have to grow somewhere. Those crops still have to come up. Those animals still have to be able to eat so that they can be slaughtered, so that they can be put in the frozen section for us to get the meat. And so we do depend on the, the harvest producing, just as, just as the people of the psalmist day did. And here he says, look, the earth has produced its harvest. God blesses us. And so perhaps we need to be reminded of this very idea when we walk the aisles of the supermarket. That is, in a sense, our harvest. Not a harvest that we go out and work with our hands for. Uh, however, the monies that we make with our hands is what, what, what pays for the food of the harvest. And when we go into a grocery store and we see that the shelves are stocked with food and that we have money in our pocket that we can buy that food, that is a blessing. That is an abundant harvest that God has blessed us with. I remember in seminary, one of my friends, my neighbor, he's a good guy. He, uh, he was a missionary in, in Africa for years, and he was in a really rough part of, of Africa with people who were super poor. And he talked about after being there for years that when he came back to the United States, he had reverse culture shock, that he could not really enjoy the things that we have because he knew what it was like for all of his friends and all of the people that he had ministered to, all those people in Africa that he had grown to love and, the, and way in the sticks that didn't have nothing. And he said things like walking into the grocery store and seeing food on the shelf he said it was just really hard. He'd just break down because he realized how good we had it and how blessed we were, and he realized how tough it was on those people that he ministered to. And so I don't know that we realize that. You know, unless you go through experience like that, I don't know that we realize that we have so many blessings because we can fill up our buggy and then afford to pay for it. Uh, another good story from a book that, I've, that, I, that I mentioned to you guys often, Kisses from Katie, uh, a, a young lady who went to Africa, uh, uh, grew up in a, in a well-to-do family, could have gone to college and, and done anything she wanted to. And at 18, she decided to go to Africa and went to these super poor areas. And one of her stories, she talked about one of the villages she went to, uh, the parents there would, 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 would sprinkle some salt in mud and let it harden in the sun, and that's what the kids would eat just something to put put something in their belly and the salt would give it a little bit of flavor. And so when we hear stories like that, we don't maybe hear those things enough and maybe we don't want to hear them because we don't like to hear that. We just like to go to the store and buy our stuff. But uh, the point being here is that, that the psalmist is praising God and part of that praise is because God has blessed him and God has blessed us and he recognizes the Lord's blessing. The earth has produced its harvest God blesses us, and not only has God blessed us, but in verse 7, he says, God will bless us. He is a God who is blessed and a God who will bless, not just in this life, but the best blessing we will get is in the life to come. And then he says at the end of verse 7, and all the ends of the earth will fear him. Now, when we when we see that, I mean, we may think, man, that's, that's kind of a, a scary thing that what kind, of, what kind of world is that going to be when everybody's in fear of the Lord? Are they walking around in egg, on eggshells because they fear him? Well, I don't, I don't know that that's necessarily what the, what the psalmist means there, but perhaps when he says everyone fears him, it's a, it's a good thing because the Bible says that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. 
And so perhaps we could, we could look at it this way, that if everybody is in fear of the Lord, then everybody is wise. If everybody fears the Lord, then everybody is walking with the Lord. And that is a good situation. It's not that everybody is walking on eggshells, but they are walking in obedience with God and in love with God. And so here in these few verses, we see a good, a good word of praise. And it's, it, it ends how it starts. May God be gracious to us and bless us. And then we see the same language, that God has blessed us and God will bless us at the end. And perhaps we need to remember that, not just at Thanksgiving, but every day. Every day that we can eat, every day that we can drink, every day that we can go to the doctor and get medicine when we need it, every day that we can have clothes to wear, every day that we can have air in the summer and heat in the winter. Uh, God blesses us, and, and it's not because we deserve it. It's not because God has looked down on you and me and said, all right, I'm going to give you those things because you're better than somebody else because we're not. We're not any better than anybody else. And so we want to be grateful to what God has given us and let the blessings that God has, has bestowed on us flow to others who may not be so fortunate. Let's pray. Father God, we come to you. We thank you for being good to us. God, there's no way to thank you enough. I, I don't know why you're so good to us, dear Lord, but, but you are. And we thank you for your graciousness, and we thank you for being good to us in the good times. But God, should, should there come a day that, that we don't have such good times in our life, let us be faithful to you. And it's easy to say we would tonight when we got it good, but God, maybe we, maybe we won't be so, so, so quick to stand by you when things get tough. But help that not to be the case. Help us to be ready, dear Lord. Help us to praise you while we got and praise you when we don't have, should that time come. And God, we thank you for your blessings. We thank you for being good to us, and we give you all the glory. And I ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen.